Welcome to My Fertility Journey, Life Chats with Bianca Bullissian. Hello everyone, welcome back. This is season three, episode one. You cannot see me, but I have a huge smile in my face and I have eyes full of tears. I am so, so happy to be here and to be back and to bring you an amazing lineup that that I already have from last year. I feel bad that it has taken me so long, but here we are. I am embracing the ups and downs of motherhood and all the feels, all the feels for this, um, for this new season. So hopefully you, um, listen to the trailer from last week and you're, we're ready to go. So today without babbling too much, I have Lorena from Majka. All the information, uh, for you guys to check them out are on the notes. So please do so. I love, love, love their products. I have a discount code, so check that out too. You can check my website, myfertilityjourney.ca. Go to the market, and there's a whole bunch of new stuff there. You can check all the brands that I love and the ones that I have been partnering with and getting discounts f- code for you guys. So it's all for you. So go there and look at it all and take advantage of it. I absolutely love the chat that I had with Lorena, um, a lot about early motherhood, but also about, you know, support and how to get the most amount of nutrition into your body at busy times. Um, I hope you guys don't feel triggered by the fact that the company has a focus on early motherhood and um, supporting new mamas, birthers, etc. But instead, embrace the products that have such amazing um, quality and nutrition. Um, great for anyone that's on the go. If you're trying to conceive and you find yourself in a pickle, like not really knowing what to put in your body or going long, long times without eating anything good and then sort of binge eating crappy um, junk food. This They have amazing things to support our body with good vitamins, nutrition, etc. I won't babble too much. The chat speaks for itself, so please enjoy. Lorena was an amazing guest and just so easy to talk to and relatable. And she shares how she put her company together, which is so, so, so inspiring as well. Hello, Lorena. Welcome to the show. I am so pleased that we found each other on Instagram and I absolutely love what your company has to offer. And I'm very excited to know more details about how you got here and and know all about what your company is um, trying to do to help um, women or female bodies out there that are going through just different stages, right, of um, postpartum and womanhood and motherhood. So I'm very excited for this chat. So thanks for being here. Oh, no, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to talk to you, Bianca. Thank you. 
Excellent. So we'll start with um, you telling us a bit about yourself, where you're from, and just gearing towards how you got to creating this amazing company, Mashka, that you have now. <laughs> Perfect. So if I if I go too fast or if I bore you or if you want to get into any other details, just stop me and like whatever you need to know or want to know. But yes. basically, like, as you said, my name is Lorena. I am the co-founder and CEO of a company called Mashka, which we do really high quality supplements and uh, snacks for women that are basically in the postpartum stage. Like our whole mission is to make mom feel good because if mom feels good, everybody else feels good, right? So yeah. make you feel good so you can take care of the people around you that you love most, which is pretty opposite to what majority of us moms do, mm -hmm. you know, but that's a little bit of who I am, but where I came, like how Mashka came to be and where like, I feel like that's where like a lot of like the big part of the story is. That's who I am today. But the journey to Mashka was long as you know, too, with like motherhood and everything. So I am originally from Mexico City. I moved to the States in 2009 to do my MBA. I wanted to do finance. So I wanted to be an investment banker. Wow, and then I graduated. So different. <laughs> it's so, so different. different. It's crazy. Like um, I graduated from graduate school in 2011. And that's when like, I think things hadn't recovered from the financial crisis of 2009. And the investment banking industry wasn't really strong. And then I ended up getting engaged in Arizona that already had no investment banking industry and let alone like in the middle of like a financial crisis. So I really shifted gears and I went directly into entrepreneurship. So I did a couple of things related to finance um, successfully in real estate, but that wasn't really my calling. So I moved into everything that had to do with the internet. I moved into branding and digital marketing, and it was just a very exciting career. Um, started up an educational company and a platform that used to be called Blogettes, in which we would teach all these women how to like brand their businesses and really stand out online. And I did that for almost six years but then came motherhood, right? Mm -hmm. So it was uh, crazy. I remember, I'm going to tell you, Bianca, mm -hmm. since you're pregnant, like you should not listen. Like, I don't know what I was thinking, but I remember like the girls that were working with me at the agency were like, Lorena, when are you coming back to work? And I was like, oh no, I'll be back in two weeks. And oh, everybody's wow. like, oh, perfect. Yeah, it was to be back in two weeks. You know, nobody in the office had had kids before, nobody, anything. And just to put a little parenthesis there, my journey to motherhood was hard. Like I had a lot of loss before I had my first son mm -hmm. and a lot of it had to do with nutrition and my well-being. So my journey with health and like fertility and all that started way before I had my first one. But when I was able finally like to keep my first one because I had previous miscarriages, um, I was getting all prepared and I was getting all ready. And one of the things was work, right? I knew that I wanted to keep working and continue to grow the business mm -hmm. and all of these things. And yeah, I was just, my expectations were like, just so bad. Like my whole focus was on the pregnancy. I wanted to know what I needed to eat when I was pregnant, what I needed to do to work out, like everything that had to do. But I didn't even put a second of thought into the postpartum period. That's like I just so thought- interesting. It's just yeah. crazy. Like now that I have two kids and I like look back to like that me six years ago or however long it was. And I just put all my focus on the pregnancy. And I thought that because of what I saw on Instagram, I thought like just having a baby was just like carrying like 
a koala with you all day like and that it was just gonna be so easy so I planned my whole life around like that I was gonna have the baby I was gonna go back to work immediately I I honestly didn't even like put thought into it at all so baby came and I wanted to go back to work um also I'm being Mexican I was used to a very different culture a very different support system and I encountered the U.S. being way like I would say colder and harsher Mm. on women as my culture was you know so nobody really told me not that you need somebody to tell you but in those moments when you're vulnerable you sometimes do but I feel like everybody kept just in a nice way like just kept pushing me to like or clapping for me like yay you're back to work or like how cool it is that you're doing this and all of those things so I felt that if I went back into like really telling people how I was feeling, which was completely different to what I expected to be feeling, I would be perceived as just weak, you know? And I, I, I didn't want that. So ultimately that's what led me to create Mashka and the company that we have today. Like I talked to my business partner, Majo, who went through a very similar postpartum situation. And for me, it was just like, I'll get into like, kind of like the tipping point that brought me to like, how, like where we are today. But I basically was three months postpartum with my first son, Diego. And I was, everybody on the outside thought I was doing great. You know, I was back to work, like all of those things, but inside I was just crumbling. Like, and it wasn't like, I knew it wasn't postpartum depression. I just, it just felt like the only way I can describe it, Bianca, is like, I was, it was like an empty tank. I didn't have any energy left in me to do anything, but I kept pull, putting that front mm-hmm. and, but then I would put that face on the outside, but then go cry in my closet when nobody mm-hmm. would see me, you know? And my dad found me one day and he was like, Lorena, like, this is just not right. You know, he's the one that probably knows me the best in the world. And he's like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? And he asked me one question. He's like, do you love your son? He's like, cause I know how much I love you. So how much do you love your son? I was like, more than anything in the world. And he's like, well, the only thing your son needs is a happy and healthy mom. And right now, how I'm looking at you, you're not happy and you're not healthy. So what are you doing? Oh and my God, I have tears. <laughs> it's, it was it's just, it was crazy for me. Like it was just like a, a huge wake up moment where I was like, he's right. Like, what am I, what am I doing, you know? I'm, I'm not good for him. I'm trying to do all those things for him, but yet I'm doing everything backwards. And that moment, it clicked for me that it was like, you know what? We here, I've never also experienced guilt as much as I experienced becoming a mom, but I was like, why am I feeling guilty for doing things for me when what he needs, it's for me to be strong. So I'm doing all of this wrong. It was like a big epiphany for me. And that's when I was like, I approached my business partner, Majo, and I was like, we need to do something. I have this idea for a protein powder. That's how the whole company started. I "I wanna do this protein powder that makes it easy for mom, not just to have more supply because that was an issue for me because I was not eating or like nourishing my body. So I want to be able to bring in a new concept into the lactation space where it's like, it's about bringing in milk Supply, yes, because that's important. The feeling of not being able to provide enough milk for your baby is horrible. But also for mom to feel good. Like I didn't want breastfeeding to just be about how much milk you can put in that bottle. Mm -hmm. I wanted you to put that milk in that bottle, but also feel 
good, have energy to do your life, to care for your baby. And a lot of it is not that hard. A lot of it comes from us not feeling well. So after a big journey with my own health, that's what it ultimately came to be. And that's how Mashka got started, completely moved careers up on that. But wow. I went too long, but that's the story of how we are where we yeah. are today. Oh, that's amazing. That's, I have goosebumps and I was literally in tears. You could see that. <laughs> the listeners, the listeners can't see it, but <laughs> it's just, I don't know too. Of course, I'm always emotional. I've always have been, I get that from my mom, but it, the, and the pregnancy and the hormones, but still it's such a powerful thing. And a shout out to your dad, like what an instinct of him to tell you that and and just try to pull you out of that hole that seems like you were digging yourself into and didn't know how to get out of. Yes. So a big shout out to your dad for doing that. What a special moment. These tipping points you call them, you called it, right? Are so important yes. because it's I find a lot of the times it happens to us, but we don't pay enough attention, right? It's yes. like a parent or a friend or even like an interview that you listen to or a show that you watch, something that clicks that that like should be relatable to you and should teach you a lesson. But we are so blind sometimes by whatever we're trying to do. And in, in your case, which we see a lot right out there, is this like superwoman. That's what I was thinking as you were talking. It's this superwoman culture that we have now. We're so fascinated and we idolize the woman that does everything, right? Should she be doing all of that? You know, if someone is 100% and they're healthy and happy, you know, like what you were saying, then great. But yeah. most of the time, I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I think most of the time that is not the reality. We're putting up a front like you, like you explained uh, in your own story, right? Yes. And I feel like more than like, yes, it's totally a front. Like for me, it was like an act. Like I mm -hmm. should have won an Oscar for my life. <laughs> it was like, it was like a whole person on the outside and then a very different person on the inside. But just because of the fear of that vulnerability and what it was going to do to me, you know, like, like, or how was I going to be perceived? But yeah. also more than anything, something that I've learned that I'm, that I'm very, very passionate about and just like, somebody like you that is pregnant or a lot of like first time moms, like something that I would like that somebody would have told me is that all of those things are possible, but all of those things are possible with a plan and at the right time, mm -hmm. you know, but if you're just trying to just hit everything and just kind of like, I like to say like what happened to me is that I just let life happen. And to some extent, it is what you need to do. I mean, you also can't control every aspect of your life. But if I would have been a little bit more prepared, if I would have anticipated what was to come, I would have been able to prepare a little bit more. So that's why I'm just so passionate about like, ex like opening like to new moms and saying like, this is my story and hopefully it'll help some people. But also like the more resources that we even like Mashka as a company can put out there to say like, hey, no, like there's amazing things about postpartum, like, and that's amazing. It's not, never, nothing is like completely black or white, but there's also the hard parts about postpartum and those are real and those are mm -hmm. need to be talked about as much 
as the amazing and incredible parts. And going through these hard parts does not make you any less of a mother or any less able to enjoy the amazing parts, you know? And I feel like that's something that we need to kind of like bring motherhood together and just have moms like be okay with both sides. And I don't even want to label them as good or bad. It's just situations, situations that happen. Some of them are easier to deal with than others. But if you have a plan, if you are prepared, you are able to accomplish all of those things. You can go back to work. You can take care of your kids, but also you can't do it alone. So when you're aware and when you have a plan that gives you the tools to be able to put together what literally your postpartum plan Mm -hmm. is going to be. And I, I think that's just such a crucial part of the postpartum period. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. I think what you were saying before, when you said, you know, you were so focused on the pregnancy and I can imagine that, especially with the losses, I've Mm -hmm. never had a pregnancy loss. I had my M babies that were transferred that didn't work. I can imagine how, when you felt like, okay, this is the pregnancy that's going to carry on till the end, how you were so focused on just that. And we forget, like, you're going to bring home a baby that's going to be challenging. Your body is going to go through a lot. And, and then we forget to look at those stages when we're supposed to, like, like, unfortunately, was your experience. Thanks for sharing that. So you shared how the, like the first product, can you just tell us a bit more about, so what is, do you still have the first product that you came up with? Just tell us a bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like our nourishing lactation powder. And that's kind of like our superstar product. Like that's what started the whole company. But the whole goal with that product is how do we create like something that with everything we do at Moshka, it's like, how do we make it an experience? How do we make sure that the product gets into your habits and into your daily life? So our nourishing lactation powder is a plant-based protein powder, but it's also a complete postnatal vitamin. It has digestive enzymes, probiotics, and galactagogues, which is like uh, herbs that help you with your milk production, but also are have high anti-inflammatory properties to be able to also, and our adaptogens, so they help like your body regulate stress, which ultimately has an impact with your supply. So basically we wanted to create a product that with two scoops a day or one serving a day, you were able to get everything you need as a breastfeeding mom. That was like the first product. And it's kind of like, we like to call it kind of like your insurance policy. Mm -hmm. If you don't have time to eat, because that's another thing we don't prepare for, right? Like all of a sudden you have your baby, you're starving, you feel like you can eat anything in front of you. And then you do because you didn't prepare. And you go into this vicious cycle of, okay, what's in front of you, you don't have time, whatever's in front of you, you're going to eat. And that might not be the most nourishing choice for your body. So it takes you down another very different, like slippery slope of not feeling well, not being able to Um, You might struggle with supply, you might not feel well, weight, like so many other things. So we wanted with our powder that at least the first decision you make in the morning, it's a conscious decision to nourish your body with everything that your body needs. And if you cannot make incredible choices for the rest of the day, just because you're running around or you're doing, then at least you know that you have everything you need in that shake at least. So that's, we still have that product. That's kind of like the anchor product of our lactation line. And for, I'm very passionate about saying this, our lactation products are not 
we don't call them like lactation supplements they're nourishing lactation supplements mm-hmm. because they nourish mom as well like i said it's not about like the ounces you can make it's about making you feel good so every product has a purpose so we have our nourishing lactation powder for lactation we have our lactation bites that are incredible yeah so let's go into that because i got a couple packages that i'm keeping yeah. <laughs> so i'm going to be using them soon i am excited about that and um yeah so go a bit in, into the bites i got the original so thank yes. you so much. I was so excited. Um, so I got the original, but there, there are other um, options as well, right? Yes, we have yeah. chocolate as well. But with our bites, the most important thing, like I remember like, so one of like my main struggles with my first, like my first experience was just full of beautiful moments, but full of a lot of hardships. And one of them was breastfeeding, right? So mm-hmm. everybody puts it in your head on like, you have to breastfeed, you have to breastfeed, you have to breastfeed. And that's, yes, as a company, breast is best. You know, like we know that all of the incredible benefits of breast milk, but also in some circumstances, it's hard for some moms. Yeah. Specifically, I struggle with thyroid issues. So that slowers the, your milk coming in, which I had okay. no idea either. I didn't so know, yeah. With my first one, my milk just wouldn't come, wouldn't come. Um, I was in a lot of pain. I let my baby and we'll get into the product, but uh, he was hungry and I was very terrified. I don't know how else to say it, to give him formula because of all the things I had heard. I felt like a failure of a mom. I heard, I felt like I was giving him literally poison because of like the pressure that is put on you. But ultimately my mom came to me and she's like, learn that baby's hungry. Like the baby needs to eat. You need to give him... And I gave him formula and it was just like, he stopped crying. I was able to relax. I was able to continue uh, getting myself a lactation consultant and informed and ultimately ended up being able to exclusively breastfeed him. But um, the the bites, going to the bites, like my mom kept giving me, you know, and my mom's super Mexican and she kept feeding me all these things, you know, it's like oatmeal. I'm like, just wanted me to just food you know that's what yeah. that's she wanted to help and her solution was just like giving me food and I remember she went to bye bye baby and she came back from the store just she wanted to help and yeah. she was like Lorena I found these cookies and they were like chocolate chip cookies and she's like eat them they say it says on the box like it helps you with your milk supply <laughs> and I looked at them and I remember like I had just feeling that I'm, I'm someone that cares about what I eat. I'm usually very mindful about what I eat. And because I like to feel good, I've, I know what it is to feel bad. So I'm very careful about what I put in my body. And I remember looking at this and thinking like, kind of like putting it in a scale. Do I want milk? Or do I want to eat the way I want to be? And I would never want any other mom to be in that position. So that's why we created the bites where it's like, Yes, they're delicious. They're amazing. They're not a chocolate chip cookie, but they're nutrient dense. They do satisfy those sugar cravings you have, Mm -hmm. but they also help with milk supply. So for us, that's kind of like the story behind that product that you don't have to compromise your eating philosophy or your wellness to eat something good that's going to help your supply. And yes, it's still a treat, but it's not an Oreo treat or it's not (laughs) like a Chips Ahoy. And if that's, we know that that's not for everyone. We also know that a lot of women choose that chocolate chip cookie which is perfect. It's just what your philosophy of wellness is. But we want women that care that they have an option as well, care in a different way. 
I love that. Yeah. And um, yes, yes. As you were talking and, you know, like sharing how like your love for wellness and the um, sort of preconceptions that we have, it makes me think of all these extremes that we that we see, right? Yes. Around us. It sometimes it's from close people around us. Sometimes it's, you know, commercials or things we um we watch on TV or we see in social media that is like it's like should only be breastfeeding, blah blah blah. And then um you feel guilty about the formula, like you said, you know, like it's such a heavy feeling to feel like you're giving poison to your child, right? I think it I if I can compare in a way, it's like when I had to do the IVF and I was so heartbroken because I was thinking that now I have to put poison in my body just for it to do what it naturally should be doing, which is growing eggs and then being able to fertilize. Yes. And and it's so unfortunate, right, that things happen like that, that makes us think like that. But at the same time, like you said, it's it's important for us to have still a philosophy of eating well and, and nourishing our bodies to, to stay healthy. So yes. I would love for you to, to share, because this is your area of expertise, like the breastfeeding, the lactation, and plus the nourishment and the feeling good, not just focusing on the milk supply, but what are things that you see or hear people say that are like myths or just think preconceptions that that we see out there that are just not true Ooh, i have a couple so one that i hear a lot is what you eat after you have a baby doesn't matter you know and i i am so passionate about that because that's such a big myth i know that our regular doctors like i know that when you have your baby i remember asking because i'm a very type a i want instructions Mm -hmm. right so i remember asking the doctor like what do I do now? Like, mm-hmm. how do I care for myself? And she was like, nothing, just go on and live normal life and you're your baby and I'll see you in six weeks. And I was like, wait, what? Like when I was pregnant, you gave me all of this, like things I needed to do, not to do. And like, now you're just letting me go, you know? Wow. So I don't think there's enough emphasis in that what you eat. I feel like a lot of the nutrition part is focused on weight after you have a baby, mm-hmm. um, like kind of like eating to get to a certain weight or like to a certain thing. And I feel like it is a huge myth that what you eat postpartum doesn't matter. You were growing a baby when you're pregnant and you're as much growing a baby when the baby's out in the world with you and you're breastfeeding him, they need you even stronger. And what you eat impacts your energy. It impacts your hormones. Like if you're not having enough fiber and enough fat, like your hormones go crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, It also impacts the quality of your milk, which is a new concept that a lot of people are not very aware of, which brings me to the second myth, which is like, okay, like what you eat first one, what you eat postpartum does matter as much or even more than in pregnancy then the second one is like no matter what you eat your breast milk is perfect and to an extent Mm -hmm. yes breast milk it is the liquid gold that we all talk about it has incredible immunological benefits that no formula will be able to give to your baby yes but also something that people sometimes don't like to hear because they don't want to be another barrier for breastfeeding that's already hard or scare moms, but I don't see it as a scare. I see it as an empowerment is that your breast milk actually can be lacking on some nutrients if you don't eat well. 
there are some nutrients that are nutrition dependent. Like for example, like your vitamin A, vitamin B12, vitamin D, choline, a lot of those nutrients are very, very important for your baby and for the neurological development or other types of development. And you have the power to enhance, if you want to say, the nutritional yes. value of your breast milk through your nutritional choices. And I think that's not talked about enough. And sometimes it's even perceived as negative or as an attack, but it is truth. It is biology, mm -hmm. you know? If yeah. your body doesn't have certain vitamins, it's biologically impossible for your breast milk to have them. So I feel like that's a second myth that I feel like should empower moms versus not empower them. Like what an incredible thing that what you choose to eat not just affects you and your well-being, but affects your baby through your yeah. breast milk. I think that's empowering, not scary. So that's the second myth. The third myth that, that, that I would like to, and it's a very damaging one, is that milk's like a good milk supply means having a freezer full of milk. That is just not true. Like that is again, like in some cases, which is amazing, some women are able to produce a lot of milk, but that is not the norm. Having a gigantic stash of milk is not the norm. And we see a lot of moms quit breastfeeding because of a perceived low milk supply, not a real low milk supply. Mm perceived low milk supply because they're not filling their fridges with a lot of milk or maybe they just have one or two bottles extra that is perfectly normal like pumping three or four ounces instead of a feed is actually a normal pumping session okay. pumping eight or 12 ounces it's amazing for some moms <laughs> but that's not the norm so okay. I feel like that's a huge myth that you need to kind of like be having the refrigerator all of the storage for you in order to like qualify as having a good supply that is not yes. true I feel like you should measure your supply by how healthy your baby is versus how much milk is in your freezer oh I love yeah that, that's so powerful and um I love the the variety of your myths too which is good they're all related to each other but I was thinking like the first one can even be applied to that you were talking you know about what you what you put in your body affects um, is important as well right it's not just like yes. oh now go on with your life and you can eat whatever you want but that's and that's not just for people that are breastfeeding right so even if you for whatever reason cannot breastfeed and you're 100% formula um then you still need your energy and you still need to feel good in order to be there for your baby and and for them to be happy and yes. supported and all that right yes so, I totally agree like and yeah. formula yes it, like a lot of moms like fed is best so if a mom chooses formula yeah. it's incredible but she's still going through the sleepless nights she's still going through the recovery from either a regular birth or a C-section birth, which is a lot of trauma on the body. You need the right nutrition to be able to recover from that. She's still dealing with all the craziness and the madness, you know? So breastfeeding or not fueling your body right is at, at postpartum is one of those like most crucial points that people don't talk about. But we know now that mothers regardless of breastfeeding or not, can be nutritionally depleted up to five, seven years after having a baby. Wow. So it's it's just crazy to, to me that that is not, same with like, probably you're very aware of this part too, but I, I don't know why 
preconception nutrition and postpartum nutrition are not as talked about as pregnancy nutrition because it's it's just a whole journey, right? So yeah. nutrition plays a very specific and important role through all of the stages, not just when baby is inside your body. Yeah, absolutely. I actually got a bit, um, I shouldn't say a bit, 100% ignored um, nutrition in the beginning of pregnancy because I'm like, I have a version to almost everything. Like I couldn't eat. Yes. Like the majority of things that I used to um, enjoy, like animal proteins were just a big no-no, very few um, things that I was able to eat. And um, even like leafy greens for some reason, like I couldn't even picture like sauteed kale, which I absolutely (laughs) love, like butter and garlic and sauteed kale or greens. I absolutely love it. Could not even think about it. And I would just like barf in my mouth a little bit. I'm like, oh, I can't do it. And so I'm like, how do you even talk about nutrition in during pregnancy? This is ridiculous. I can't eat anything. So I would feel guilty, you know, um, which again, like you said, you know, the, the mother guilt, I guess, starts early. But yes. also, you know, emphasizing the nutrition only on pregnancy, like this is it, right? If you don't do it now, that is it um, for your baby is also brings a lot of guilt, right? If you stretch it out, it would be so much more, yeah, just dismythifying that. Thanks for sharing that. No, you're welcome. I, you, I feel like you totally hit it, right? Where it's like, even... And I think it all goes back to awareness and information, because if you think about pregnancy, like if our, if you knew as a mom that if you ate well preconception, you're able to build nutrient stores that are arable to support your baby, your body knows, your body's really smart, you know, and if you eat well before and you have enough, enough nutrient storage and you're having like a good quality prenatal, you can give yourself some grace the first months of pregnancy and with ease, not with guilt. And just say like, hey, it's okay if the only thing I could eat today is toast because I know that my body was well nourished before baby was like, before we got to this stage, I have enough nutrients. I'm taking my prenatal. Let's listen to the body. Let's let it do its thing. But again, without that guilt, but a lot of like, how we do with like this fast paced life right now is that we enter all of these different stages without, I would say the right information, the right tools and the right awareness for us to be well equipped to go through it. And then we sometimes like go through this guilt trips or like all of these things unnecessarily. Um, But it comes, I know in my case, it was a lot of like lack of like preparedness and a lot of like, lack of awareness of what I needed to know to feel empowered. And that's what we see a lot with the Mashka community is like a lot of us, and I include myself because that's happened to me, like a lot of us, when we enter motherhood, we go into a stage of like feeling that everything is out of control, you know, like everything is just, there's so many new things. There's so many moving parts, like, but however, we can bring back that control by having the right tools and information and that feels good when you're able to get your life back in control and you don't feel like you're in like the middle of the ocean like in the middle of a wave just like going like crazy rolling Mm -hmm. um but for that you need the right information the right tools and the right support system to be able to do that in my opinion 
Yeah, yeah, just wonderful. I totally agree. Information is knowledge is power is what they say, right? And that's absolutely true. Yeah. So I thank you for like bringing all of this the way that I saw you the first time was on a live on Instagram. So you know, it's just again, what you're doing is putting information out there and then getting people to know your company and what you do and and teaching and learning and yeah so 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 important I wanted to just go back just because I love like the traditional like when you're talking about your mother that that you said like Mm. she's the true like Mexican mother and I just love that because I feel that in the western busy um, life world that we live in we miss out on the, the traditions of our culture. Yes. Right. Even, even in North America that we feel like there isn't a lot because there isn't a lot in the colonized world. Right. But on the indigenous side, there's so much of that instinct and knowledge that we totally miss out on learning from and honoring um, Central America, South America, where I'm from too. So I wanted to know um, if there was anything else from your mom. So you mentioned you were the oatmeal. She kept giving you oatmeal. So I'm sure there is, um, I know that there is oatmeal on those bites. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. What else? Was there anything else or any other um, sort of knowledge in that sense that you could share with us? I feel like something that that is very embedded in like the Mexican culture or the Latin American culture is like without knowing we have very nutrient dense foods. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you talk about like, for example, like sopa de pollo, like your chicken broth. You know, it's like that is something that we eat since we're like really like young kids or like vegetable soup. It's a lot of soups, a lot of broths. Like that's really a big part of like warm foods of our culture. So I think that's something that mom really brought to like me with that is very different to what happens here. It's like, she intuitively not because she was trained or anything like that, but culturally, she intuitively knew that I needed to eat certain foods that my grandma had like helped her do, you know, which is like a lot of like soups, a lot of broths. She is not a doctor by no means, but she knew that my body couldn't process a lot of like big meals, you know, so she was very focused on giving me like blended foods, warm foods, again, like a lot of soups, like think about, I don't know, like, I like them, but like, think about warm smoothies too. Like she would like do like the chicken broth and just like blend it with a lot of vegetables and a lot of spices. And I would, instead of like eating it, like you would eat a soup, I would sip on it. Like I would drink it, I would sip on it. And I feel like that is just very, very different to like what happens like here in the States. You know, I feel also here in the States, like though it's, I love living here. It's an, an amazing place to live, but also families are very separate. So yeah. it's very few people have the, the, are lucky enough to have a lot of family members close to them to be able to care in that way. But I feel like that's one of the things that mom knew really like, because of what she had gone through and because culturally that's very um that's what happens back home it's those warm foods really care and I feel like she was one of the few people her and my dad that were like hey take it slow I remember they kept telling me all the time when I was running around like a crazy person she was like hey you just had a baby but here in our recent culture like again this superwoman syndrome nobody ever tells you that you know like you, you see a lot of like, 
I, I mean, like brand new moms, brand new babies, like out and just, and a lot of them, I'm not speaking for everyone. So if I, know, I, I bet a lot of them would stay home and rest if given the chance. Yeah. But some, our culture and our society sometimes doesn't give us that chance. So we feel like we immediately need to like jump up and jump back. Like my mom was still very traditional in that way that she kept insisting with COVID with our second one, it was very easy because we couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> but um, my mom always said, Lorena, at least for 40 days, do not leave the house. Like stay home, stay home. Like if you can, she, she keeps like saying like 120 days, like three months is like, don't take the baby out. Like enjoy the baby, like stay home, like care for yourself. And think about it now, like to me, when she said three months, like stay home and care for yourself. It was like an anxiety shock. I was like, what am I going to do three months? Like I have this to do. I have this to do. I have this to do. What are you talking about? Yeah. But it sounds like it's so long, three months. An eternity. I was like, what it's is she talking not. about? 40 days home? Like, <laughs> but that is like, it. it is what your body needs. If you don't, I'm not saying like stay home for 40 days, but give your body grace, like recover. Because if not, you ultimately end up paying for it later. You know, your body needs healing, needs recovering. And I feel like, also, one thing that I learned through my journey and that I learned a lot through Mashkana was like to say, like, I we need to advocate for ourselves as mothers because no one's going to advocate for you. Like, I remember if I go back to myself six years, I would look at people and internally I would look at them and I was just wanting for them to tell me to go take a nap. Like, I wanted them to give me permission or like in a weird way, like or just, hey, why don't you go take a nap? And then that made it okay. But if it came from me, it wasn't okay. In my perspective at that, Lorena, five years ago, like I was like, no, I sh why? Everybody has a baby. Like I should be feeling good. Like yeah. I should be doing all these things. But if you don't advocate for yourself and your needs, nobody else is going to do it for you. It doesn't matter if they love you so much, but they're not mind readers. They don't know what's going yeah, on. Exactly. Especially if you. you're putting a good front, like you said, it's, um, yeah, the fear, the fear of judgment and the fear, like you said, oh. of, um, of appearing to be weak or if so-and-so did it then I should be able to do it too and that yes. sort of thing right yeah yes as you as you were talking um sorry if I, I keep um thinking back because it's my experience with the fertility treatment yes, and all of that and it, it makes me think of when we go through egg retrieval and it's such an intense process if you think about it it wasn't until my acupuncturist said to me, she's like, Bianca, like, it's a big deal that they're coming in and like fishing or plucking those um, follicles with the eggs inside out of your ovaries, which is not, you're already full of hormones and all that, which is already like not a natural thing. And then we're expected to just like go back to normal life the next day. Um, although there's sedation and anesthetic and all of that involved. Um, so the doctors say you're not supposed to work the same day, but I see on forums, people asking, you know, am I going to be okay to work the next day? My advice is always take at least one day off. And I just say one day because, um, I know that if you say it's like your mother saying three months to you, if you say, take three days off after an egg retrieval, people are like, what? Yeah, like, what do you it mean? It seems so long. 
Why do I need all this time off? What is my boss going to think? What are my coworkers going to think? What, you know, we're appearing like we're lazy or because yeah. self-care and slowing down and taking breaks is such like a taboo almost. Situation is different, but the ideal, the concepts and the things that the go same. through our mind is the same. It's just really, really insane. Yeah. Um, is there anything um, else, Lorena, that you would like to share in terms of like what your company is doing right now? Is there anything like new we should be expecting or um, anything else that you have coming um, our way from, from uh, Mashka that you would like to share? Yeah. yeah, yes, I would love to. So by the time this podcast airs, we'll have um, a really cool new product out. So basically how we do our product development different from other companies like majority of like companies when you get into the wellness industry developed a lot of develop a lot of products based on like ingredient advances and ingredient trends which is perfect like that's a certain style but our style is like we develop products for problems so mm -hmm. we try to like figure out what problems are on the postpartum pregnancy like all that and we're like okay like how can we bring we call them support systems like how can we build a support system for that case And one of the things that we have recently been hearing a lot about is hydration. So the, being dehydrated and like, I, I think from the moment you get pregnant, you're like, at least you need to drink water, you know, like drink water. And then you breastfeed and it's like, you need to drink water, you know, like you hear it all the time, but um, it's not just about the water that you drink, but also like really being able to hydrate your body, which is really different from just drinking and drinking water. So we are launching our new, it's called the Mashka Hydration Booster. We'll send you some. It's really good, but very cool, really cool ingredients, like coconut water based instead of like, so you need sugar to be able to carry those electrolytes into your bloodstream. So instead of using sugar, we use actually coconut water. Um, it has L-carnitine, which actually L-carnitine is, um, it's not part of a lot of prenatal vitamins, but it's been shown to really help um, pregnant moms and breastfeeding moms um, get a little bit of like a boost of energy and really being able to metabolize that glucose and those fats and be able to translate them into energy. And then we have trace minerals. So a very simple but effective like hydration formula, like very different to what's out there, especially thought for moms and like the different like pregnancy and breastfeeding. So That's an exciting new product that we have yes. coming out. And then of course, all of our limited edition flavors for the fall that are coming out like pumpkin and all that. So we have some cool things, but if I could leave with the one thing that what Mashka is all about is that uh, me, my business partner and the whole team were just incredibly passionate about just one thing, which is making mom feel well. Like whether it is through our products whether it is through information, like whatever it is, like our goal is that if you enter the Mashka ecosystem, however you're feeling, you leave empowered, whether it is via, again, a blog post, a live, whatever you hear, like, but if you get in touch with us or enter our ecosystem, you leave empowered and knowing that there's something you can do about whatever you're going through, because that's another thing with motherhood. We think we need to be passive and mm -hmm. I think we can do motherhood proactively. Yes. And it's a very different experience when you are proactive towards the issues and not just wait to experience those issues. So um, that's what we're all about. And yeah, like any questions that anybody might have, they can reach us directly on Instagram. We're very social, but um, yeah, that's yeah. the main thing. So yeah, so since you just mentioned it, let's share your handles. So website and um, social media handles 
where people can find you. And we'll also have those, that information on the notes. So people could just like click. Perfect. So you can find us at lovemashka.com. That's our website. On social media, we are lovemashka. So very active on social media. If you message us, we can guarantee like somebody from our team will respond. So yeah, I can attest to that. You guys were really (laughs) quick too, because I just sent a message after the live and I'm like, oh, I just love what you guys are talking about. And, and you replied right away. So yeah, we are, that's what we, we are community based. We do anything and everything for anybody that is part of our community. So you can contact us there and yeah, we always have to have stuff going on, but Thank you so much for having me, Bianca, and allowing me to talk about my journey and Mashka and all of those things. Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. I just sometimes I forget. But um, wrapping up, I wanted to ask you if you have any advice for the well, you, you taught us so much already and you gave us so many tips and stuff. But is there anything or anyone that helped you through your struggles that you even like a quote or a book um, that people could look um, look up to that could help inspire them too. Yes. So I think the book, like I feel like the not as much as inspiration, but knowledge. Like I feel like the, mm. the postnatal depletion cure was really good, and I think it introduced a very new concept into like again the importance of care um, postpartum and just giving you the tools that you need even like to talk to your doctor about like even like micronutrient deficiencies symptoms that you might be feeling understanding what's normal and what's not just so you can navigate and again be in control of your own journey so I think that's a really great tool in terms of like a quote I feel like since I told the story like that my dad like really like that quote that I said about my dad as mothers we our kids are, they don't care about anything, but they care about having a happy and healthy mom. So even though it sounds a little bit selfish sometimes to focus on you, I think that's what you need to do. You start with you so that you can pour whatever is after like to your family and your kids. So we, our nature is to do the complete opposite, but focus on what makes you happy, what makes you healthy and you will ultimately end up being better for everybody else around you. Yeah, I think that's a beautiful way to to wrap it up today. So thank you again for being here. So lovely to chat with you. I'm sure we could talk about so many more things, but maybe um, sometime later in the year, we can have you back and uh, talk about different things that are um, happening. So, So yeah, we'll be in touch, I'm sure, from here on. And thanks for, thanks for coming again. Thank you, Bianca. This podcast wouldn't be up and running if it wasn't for the help of a few very special people. You can find my special thanks to them all at myfertilityjourney.ca. And if you want to keep in touch, find me on Instagram on at myfertilityjourney.ca. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, leave a review to support the show and share it with anyone you think might benefit from it. Love you all and I'll see you soon.